0: okay hello again everybody what's up all right so we got another review for you guys so um you know keeping with the fact that this is october we're doing another horror film
1: Spooky. and
0: you know we've been doing a lot of stuff that's like kind of older or kind of classics or like you know films that i think people should watch mm-hmm. every halloween season uh and this is a new film from a sort of newish director Mm-hmm. um the son of a very famous director so this is a film from brandon conenberg the son of david conenberg yep. um and you know <laughs> in a, it's in a sort of like like you know we talked about mandy and so like that guy is the son of another director right
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh it, it's funny the the parallels there yeah, yeah. so uh panos cosmatos is the son of george cosmatos who his movies are you know big budget hollywood action movies he did rambo he did cobra he did a couple movies with stallone he did tombstone famously the uh, the the fucking val kilmer yeah. uh movie with the uh, kurt russell and everything so he he was doing that and then panos comes along and he's just like doing these like weird mood pieces and these like psychedelic horror uh yeah. things uh brandon cronenberg however the apple falls very close to the tree. Uh, he's he's following very much in Daddy's footsteps, uh, which is great, because uh, David Cronenberg is one of my favorite filmmakers, and he's one of the ones that I did the deep dive on a couple of years ago. I watched all of his films, all of his student films, like, everything, everything. I read every, all the interviews, so, like, I'm really well-versed in Cronenberg, and it's interesting to see what, like, I, the sun is basically just doing the the same thing, which is cool.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, it, it's like right off. Right, it's just a, another tangent off of what David Cronenberg does. It's 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 exactly the same genre, the same feel, the same tone. It's really some of the
1: same themes. Yeah, it's like if his movies that he was making in the early seventies or whatever were being made today, basically. Like he's in that stage, you know, before he got really interested in like characters and like personal stuff you know when he's just doing the just the straight kind of like what if you know uh, a bunch of people get infested by a bunch of worms and they make them Mm -hmm. want to fuck each other like it's just the concept thing and this is very much like a concept piece I think Uh, Possessor Uncut
0: yeah yeah so they I guess the distributors changed the title it was called Possessor now it's Possessor Uncut I guess why do you think about that I, I think it's dumb, but I,
1: I, I think it's you know, dumb
0: too. <laughs> it, it, but it's, yeah, it's like uncut. What? Like you didn't change anything. Okay. Whatever. Um, I, I don't know why they did it, but it, I don't think it really matters. Like the film sort of stands on its own.
1: Oh, for but- sure. Yeah. I just, it's weird. Cause like, it's not like possessor comma or like colon uncut or whatever. It's just possessor uncut. So it's like, you're thinking, is that part of the title? It's like, I think they're just trying to say like, we didn't like we were cool enough that we didn't have to cut anything out of this movie. This is like the original, you know, cuz there's some stuff in this movie that like, you know, you show it to the MPAA, they're like no 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 no, you can't have that in there. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. But uh yeah, it's just a weird choice. Maybe it's like a my marketing thing. It's just like, "Oh, this is this movie's forbidden. Like I have to see this."
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the the title is basically just any any film title is a marketing ploy. Um mm-hmm. some of them are are better than others. But I don't know if uncut really you know, it's it's a little titillating. It makes you think, like, ooh,
1: like, mm-hmm. is it is this mm-hmm.
0: really hardcore? This yeah, is so yeah, hardcore yeah. that I, you know, I have to see it. That that's the only thing that,
1: yeah, probably I,
0: I get from changing the title to that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, regardless, this is a this is a hardcore sci-fi horror film
1: uh, build as a techno thriller. Yeah yeah so yeah horror you know the the horror part of it is my favorite type of horror, which is not ooh spooky ghosts or ooh spooky spirits specters whatever uh it's the horror is just the the fucked up degeneracy of human beings, which is my favorite thing in the whole wide world <laughs> yeah we
0: we you know yeah the 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 characters here, especially the ones doing the the possessing as as it were, are kind of devoid. Um, of of anything, <laughs> they're separated. <laughs> they're separated from the human condition, and I guess sure, you could yeah. say that 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 makes them better at their job.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's the conflict. That's the whole conflict of the movie is that our lead uh, possessor assassin is that she's trying to hold on to like a thread of her normal life, humanity, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but that just gets in her way, uh, in in a, in big ways. It gets in her way of doing her job, and then by the end of the movie, she's all in. And uh, we just were left with this, like, really dirty, empty feeling.
0: Yeah, the whole thing's very, very dirty and empty. But, you know, like, that's the human condition at times, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Especially, like, you know, I think the, there's been a lot of, I guess, scholarship in terms of, like, what is the most, I guess, accurate depictions of the future in certain sci-fi films. And the ones that get talked about the most is, like, Alien and mm-hmm. The Terminator, the first one. and yeah oh yeah well the, the terminator gets talked about because it's very prescient in the fact that yeah we basically in the future we're using uh, machines to kill people and and that and and seeing the future as that is pretty much where we're
1: at which is kind of sad yeah, yeah we're but, definitely we've been doing that
0: yeah but it's 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 super accurate and you know alien is talked about because like you know that's it's, it's sort of a an interesting representation of what happens when a human being interacts with another life form that is uh, is yes. you know i guess parasitic in a way and it's like you know yeah i mean that that's that's that you, that is a is the strong case of what could happen is that it just sees us as a conduit to create more of whatever the the other species is
1: that's funny <laughs> yeah i i i didn't think about it that way at all i would i was think more along the lines of blade runner of just like you know, ten cities and massive disparity, <laughs> yeah. wealth, and things like that, and sending yeah. the uh, android and non humans to do the bitch work on like other colonies or yeah. whatever. That makes more sense to me. When you said alien, I was just thinking truckers in space. I was like, is that where we're headed?
0: <laughs> yeah, truckers, but also like, yeah, you you see no, some some virus on on Mars, and then it it infects you, and then
1: I'm down for that. Yeah, <laughs> bring it bring it on, dude. Bring the symbiotes yeah. down.
0: Yeah. This this is definitely in the Terminator kind of like. Uh, how do human beings find ways to kill each other to make profit?
1: But here's what I love about this. And uh, this is a Cronenberg thing in general. I didn't. uh, So Brandon Cronenberg has, I think, one or two other movies out. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't seen his other films, but what I like, it's it's like very much within the family, this, this theme of like, it's it's body horror, right? It's just yeah. like the, the humans are hacking themselves to do like it's not machines that are doing these things, you know, like the Terminator. We're not programming something else. We're programming other human beings to do this. And human beings are, you know, complicated and miserable and gross. And there's a lot of fluids and things like that. And they love to get in on that. It's just like. If we were to hack a machine, it's like circuitry and electricity and whatever. If we were to hack a human being, it's brains, and then with brains comes all of this like visceral kind of uh, visual image stuff. Uh, and that's what I like about this. It opens up with uh, this woman inserting like a needle in her in her brain essentially, and. Uh, it's like this really kind of retro futuristic uh, video drum kind of like dial, radio dial thing. And she's dialing it up and she's crying with these like wires in her head. And right off the bat, I was just like, I'm at the right movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: The opening is very visceral. Like like you said, there's that immediate body horror of seeing someone stick someone in something in their head. Exactly. Uh, and it's like, whoa, Okay. And then, yeah, you can tell something's off, but you don't know what it is at first. You're like, uh, okay, this is weird, but I'll see where it's going. Mm-hmm. And it's this woman, this woman goes in. She's at a bar, or whatever. She's in the bathroom. She gets out of the bathroom, and then she uh, sees this guy, and she just immediately stabs him in the throat. Uh, yeah. So we, so so we just get we get
1: <laughs> right we get the putting the thing in your head and then stabbing someone in the throat multiple times. But <laughs> the stabbing is is vicious the stabbing is almost robotic like the stabbing goes on this is part of the uncut you know nature of the film is just uh any other film that would have been concerned with just telling the story you know like this happens and this happens and this happens i feel like would have just cut away after a few stabs and this just goes on for like a full minute of just stabbing and blood spatter and just on and on Mm -hmm. and on and you're just like what the fuck
0: yeah, she gets him a good like four or five times in the throat, and it's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. and it's just
1: <laughs> flowing everywhere, yeah, and there's yeah, like a yeah. giant pool. And then the cops show up, right? And she's supposed to kill herself. She pulls out a gun, and she's supposed to kill herself. And you're thinking like, ah, oh, this is you know some kind of a political hit or something. I don't know. And then the cops unload on her, and then that the fucking the headshot, and then that's like extremely like uh, extremely gratuitous as well. And you're just like, holy shit, the violence in this movie! Like, let's go. <laughs>
0: yeah and and that's like the first five ten minutes is just yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> a gruesome murder and <laughs> just like and this weird crazy stuff.
1: like uh firing squad execution of this yeah. woman yeah yeah
0: and the other thing too is like there's a moment where she's trying to kill herself um and she just can't do it can't and do it. and then it's basically suicide by cop right
1: yeah yeah so um, you, gotta, you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta get out yeah
0: and 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 yeah it's just like what the fuck is going on here and then we we basically see that there's this other character um who is possessing people through this apparatus to have them do their bidding
1: yeah and the apparatus is once again that kind of weird cronenbergian retro future uh it's just got like a bizarre look to it it looks like a like something a you know a dentist would have in the '80s or something. Like it's just like it's not very techy. It's not very clean. It's just got these like weird you know rounded edges to it. It's like it's really bizarre. It's a really bizarre like looking thing, and it kind of puts you like it just gives you this like off feeling of like it's just not quite what you would expect from like a you know clean sci-fi. It's really really messy. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it.
0: Yeah, it's not a it's not a clean future. It's not like um, I don't know. I. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's like a future that has a past that's dirty and and grimy.
1: Yeah, it's just a, it's just a different look. It's a, it's a unique look. It's not, you know, because you could, you could, you know, probably feed the story to an algorithm and it could, if it could, cough out like a, a sci-fi script for you. Um, but the way that it was, you know, interpreted was like very, like the visuals are very specific.
0: Mm, yeah, for sure. And then we get um, so like the main character i guess ish uh, like like characters are kind of weird in this film right because yeah. they, we're we're basically seeing the conduit of a person puppeting another person but we're with with the puppet right. not the not the puppeteer yeah. yeah 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 so the i guess the main character um
1: is, is voss for sure yeah
0: it's Tassia voss um and wh- what was the name of the actress again i forget oh, you like my
1: her. yeah my secret not so secret hollywood crush andrea raceboro yeah, she was uh, she was Mandy and Mandy and uh, a lot of other really interesting roles. She just like does weird shit, which which I guess I'm attracted yeah. to.
0: There's there's a lot of people. Um, I forget who the who the guy who basically plays the uh, the lead is, but he's another guy, uh, Christopher Abbott, I think Christopher is his Abbott.
1: name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: He plays Colin Tate. He's another guy. <clears throat> I saw him in this film. I think he did it, it was like 2018 or something like that. It's called like Piercing very weird film just like it was him and Mia wasikowska and like his character just goes around trying to find prostitutes and he wants to kill them and he, he's going but he's going through this weird robotic stuff about like how to interact with people it's kind of similar to this it's like how do i interact with this this prostitute so that i can kill them and then mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's it's a very weird film uh, another weird horror film uh so like yeah this is like a film full of people that like you know they, they just
1: like they're into this weird shit and speaking of people who are into this stuff uh jennifer jason lee is in this yeah <laughs> it's just yeah you know just an absolute <laughs> jack of all trades but really specifically is into these like you know mind fuck horror movies and uh she has worked with daddy cronenberg in the past so i'm sure there was a little bit of yeah. you know uh, synergy there <laughs> in terms of getting her in this movie yeah i mean
0: i there's there's a certain number of actors i think i think uh what's his name is in this category as well um uh robert pattinson who they just kind of say yes to certain types of people
1: yeah yeah, yeah, exactly
0: then they're like okay how can i create some crazy character out of uh whatever scenario i'm put in
1: yeah yeah Yeah, exactly he's he's just
0: like yeah i'm gonna say yes oh you did this yeah i'll say yes (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like these people—they're like, yeah, I'll say yes, and I'll just like do my thing, and I'll I'll put in the work.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's yeah, this is a really interesting film. So like, so she did this hit, and then basically find out that this company does hits through this technology for some someone hires them. Yeah, and they say kill this person, and so they they then possess another person to do the hit, so that yeah. no one really yeah. knows, you know.
1: Which what is happened. uh it's almost. It's almost really interesting in, like, a John Wick kind of the continental way of, like, the the stuff that's happening in the movie is less interesting than the world itself, right? Is like, you've got this shadowy contract agency that is, you know, contracted by the highest bidder to do, like, all these corporate hits or whatever. Um, and they do that by kind of – they have, like, this intelligence team, presumably, and they find somebody who is, like – in or close to in but they have something in their past that like makes them seem like they would do something like this and then they just kind of manipulate that person they possess them and manipulate their like circumstances to make it seem like oh you know he just snapped you know and he, he yep. killed uh, he killed the leader of the this or that so yep. that's kind of how they yep. do the hits in this movie but then that's about where it stops with the with the detail on that then we we do some more character stuff with uh, with Voss
0: yeah yeah so she's like basically she has a level of humanity that's sort of <laughs> preventing her from being able to do her job. I guess. Yeah, you could say. It's,
1: it's, it's funny. Cause like after the, after you understand that all the, you know, 15 bajillion stabbings in the beginning of the movie <laughs> was actually being controlled by her. And then you see her go uh, to try. She goes to see her ex-husband and her child. She has like a young boy. Um, you're starting to be like, well, that, that like a normal human being can't, you can't do both. Like you just can't. Um, so yeah, that's that's her conflict, is that she's kind of torn a little bit. And I believe there's uh there's some dialogue when she's talking to her handler, uh, the Jennifer Jason Lee character, um, he says like, Oh, I'm gonna take a few days off. I need to get my head checked and I'm gonna go see, you know, my son, basically. And Jennifer Jason Lee hesitates and she's kinda like, I thought I thought we cut that off. Like I thought we're not doing that anymore. And she's like, Oh no, it's just for a few days. I need to clear my head. Um, so I think this is kind of like her last she's just trying to figure out like, Am I ready to just you know, do I still yeah, want let, this or not?
0: <clears throat> let go of all these other things so that you can be,
1: you know, the mega possessor assassin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just an assassin.
0: Um, because yeah, yeah <clears throat> there's there, and then there's also like the questions of why they she can't have full control of the person she's possessing, uh, and that came right. up in the first assassination, like the person. Mm-hmm. You're she, supposed, she she wanted to just pull the trigger and kill herself or kill the person, yeah, uh, but that that didn't work,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: um, <clears throat> because she can't control it because i guess she has these sort of these faint feelings of uh you know i don't know yeah um, it, humanity basically
1: yeah uh or it's the it's the other by by her kind of feeling that you know five percent of empathy the other person's bleeding back you know their control is bleeding back in a little bit and they're like i don't you know like N- i don't want to kill myself <laughs> i'm good like fighting kind of you know against so that's something that's basically that sets up the entire movie like plot wise character wise and then the rest is just like let's play in this world so she gets her next assignment which is another big corporate hit job and her in is this guy the christopher abbott character who is he's dating the daughter of the guy he's supposed mm-hmm. to kill and uh he's uh, he's got a cocaine problem he's got a couple things in his past and so they devise the the plan that you know uh they'll capitalize on on these things and he'll do some you know he'll just kind of go on a crack binge or whatever and then he'll you know he'll beat his girlfriend or whatever and then that'll explain you know he'll go to a yep. function and kill the dad so yeah yep.
0: and yeah that's basically the plan they 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 put out um and they make that happen but yeah in the meantime we get some really crazy stuff happening. Oh, <laughs> in, oh, in particular yeah. in particular there's a crazy sex scene that happens. I love
1: this scene. I love <laughs> that, this scene. That scene was like, wait, what? I had to rewind
0: that shit. I was like, wait, hold on a second. What uh-huh. did I? Just, did I really <laughs> just see what I think I
1: saw? <laughs> you sure did. You sure did. So, so we, we'll we'll get to it. But um, basically, basically, the the therein lies the conflict of the movie is that she's got this like task, which is routine for her, but she, this guy, kind of pushes back. Uh, she's not able to fully fully control him Uh, and so then the movie does a lot of these like psychedelic kind of montages to kind of explain that or to kind of get you to feel that Um, and as we talked about this uh, I believe off stream like in the poster you see her like wearing the mask or whatever I hate that because that's a shot in the movie and it's like now when you see it in the movie you're like oh that's the poster and it's kind of like robs it of its novelty or whatever um, but there's a lot of these like psychedelic things, and one of them is uh, during the sex scene, because if she's going to be this guy full time, you know, she's him full time, uh, and they're having sex, he's having sex with a girlfriend, sorry, and there's like this bleed bleeding effect, and uh for like yeah. a split second, like we see Voss <laughs> yeah. in there with the giant, like erect prosthetic penis. Uh really <laughs> yeah. interesting, really interesting visual. And fun fact about that, uh, apparently it was her idea. to do the prosthetic (laughs) penis uh she the the, andrew rasborough she was just like it's my character i need it and then um she was in that prosthetic for like four hours apparently four (laughs) or five hours that day (laughs) so that's you know like that's that's why i like some of these actors because they just go for it and they're like yeah like this is not weird this is you know this is my process and i just love that so much well that's the world that this thing exists in right
0: like that that that's such a perfect visual representation of what the hell is happening right yeah yeah this is weird cross between the two of them but who really has control what's happening it's crazy
1: and you get the sense that maybe this time more than any other time this is probably like the biggest kind of back and forth she's ever experienced with somebody fighting actively trying to take control back of their life you know
0: yeah she's very
1: confused by it yeah and it's it's a it's an interesting performance thing because like christopher abbott plays both right like he's playing this like mixed up, like he's playing Voss and he's playing his character, Colin Tate. And uh he has to kind of give off when kind of Voss is he in control. controlling he's kind of him. he's fighting back. Yeah. So I thought I don't know, what'd you think of his performance? I oh thought I thought it was he really was good. great. Really? I think good. he's really
0: good. I think he's really good. And like I said, I liked him in piercing and it feels like a continuation of that kind of a character, someone who's conflicted, who's who's like But, yeah, this is, like, on a whole different level because, you know, there's so much stuff. You're playing another person controlling you. Then you're playing the the conflict. So there's, like, yourself and then there's another self and then there's a conflicted self. So he's doing all that at once. And I thought he handled it really well because it never really feels, like, unbelievable. It feels like, yeah, I can tell, you know, I can tell between the different personas. And they all feel unique and it all... I'm all sold on all of it. So yeah, I thought he did really good. Cause it's really, it's really about him. He has to sell yeah. this, this thing in this film. He does.
1: Yeah. They, they do a lot in the first act to build up kind of the whole concept and to build up her. Like I've, she only, she really only has that one scene with her family to kind of get her. So she, that that's kind of, you know, that's important too, that like she has to sell all of that and basically like two or three scenes. Uh, and then the rest of the movie is just him. Uh, and she's just stuck in a machine essentially. Um, but he does a lot of like physical stuff too. Like that first scene, I like the shot where uh, she wakes up as him and it's like, I believe it's like uh, the camera's like on its side, like seeing him as he wakes up and then he's like, it turns over and then it just like really kind of tracks back for a long time. And he's just like, he's kind of like a zombie. He's like shuffling. He's like not fully in control of all of his, you know, uh, his body basically. And that was really interesting. Like there's a lot you can do with just acting that kind of get your gets your point across yes. instead of you know like it just reminded me of that it's like it's a low budget movie but I think nothing is wasted in this movie I feel like uh, because of the budget or whatever like there's no extraneous kind of like ah we have to make it to the eighty eight minute mark or whatever
0: yeah for sure like everything like the the purpose is to sell some type of idea exactly yeah 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 and yeah again I thought his acting was really good um because that's that's not easy like the task that was given to him.
1: No, yeah, absolutely.
0: In the meat of this movie. And it's just like how do you sell all these ideas, these crazy ideas <laughs> that are going on in this character's head all the time? Um Yeah, right. And that was his task. And yeah, I thought he did a good job of it.
1: What did you think of the uh so we see uh kind of what his day job is. The idea is that the the girlfriend's yeah, yeah, dad, yeah. He, the girlfriend's dad is the the, you know, the president of the company or the owner of the company and uh, as as kind of like a like a slight fuck you You know, she was asking her dad, like, give him, you know, give my boyfriend a job. And he's like, okay, sure. But he doesn't really like the boyfriend because, you know, he thinks he's a burnout. Uh, So he gives him the like (laughs) lowest kind of bitch entry level job in this corporation. And it's this really, really strange. Like, again, it's got that like 70s, 80s, like retro future thing where he puts on these VR goggles, which look bizarre. And inside the VR goggles, he's on a laptop. So then you're thinking, why <laughs> yeah. can't they just be on their laptops? And they're basically hacking into everybody's webcam on the planet, looking at like what types of drapes they have. And it's it's basically it's I think it's supposed to be a comment on like you know data collection, like what Facebook does. Like Facebook is listening to this right now, most likely, and then I'll get an ad for like prosthetic dicks or whatever after this review because they heard me yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: it's like it's like the physical representation of like just people doing that job day to day and how, like, dehumanizing it is, I think. But I thought, like, visually, those goggles and the whole idea was, like, interesting.
0: The whole, yeah, the whole thing, it, it's, um, yeah, so this year, I've, I've like, as a part of, like, the, I guess, the sci-fi part of our, our I don't know if you want to call it network or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I've reviewed uh, Scanners and Videodrome. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there, there's part, some parts of this that kind of remind me of Videodrome. Like, the, right? the when he actually puts on the Videodrome, like, apparatus that was very similar to this scene like that apparatus was kind of like what he's living in in this job
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's like that and the uh, the possessor machine itself again gave me that like 80s pure cronenbergian like something's not right technology you know like the body is part of this technology kind of a thing um
0: yeah totally that yeah the whole scene with the job was really really interesting uh and then again there's more conflict of like Who's in control, right? But um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> we're getting this kind of weird world building of like, like you know, just again, it's like technology, and and
1: these these companies are doing these weird. It's just weird, right? It's just weird, and like. <laughs> To be fair, like they don't spend too much time on it, but it gets you thinking. It's it's enough to make you think of things like this. Is just like, isn't it weird what like Facebook and Twitter and all these companies are doing? Like they're doing it with robots, sure, but like it, you know, if you just remove the robot element, like it's it's a weird thing. Like they're prying in on all these things.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I, and you know that that's the that's sort of the the the, the craziness of our time is that like there's so much technology and it has so much power. Um, we're just scratching the surface on how how much bad basically can be yeah. done with that power. Oh, um, of course. In the next, you know, 50 years, will be basically more data than the last 2,000 years put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which is maniacally crazy. Um, it's, and
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's like uh, Dr. Evil levels of insane, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and it's stuff like this, right? It's someone they you you pressed okay on an app and so then they have access to your, your microphone and your webcam and they're gonna i don't know do whatever to, yeah you know? and
1: and a, and a <laughs> row of people in like fucking vr goggles are going through your through all of that data to pick out like no matter what was going on in your apartment that day they <laughs> are trying to figure out like my goal today is to look at drapes tomorrow we'll look at your bed sheets you know it's yeah, like really yeah, bizarre yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at your computer. Oh, you have an you have an Apple. Therefore, we're gonna tell you to buy this product.
1: hmm mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I just thought it was really interesting to like again remove the robot from that and then just like add the human because I think that's what this movie does a lot. Like this movie is basically you know like you could have an AI or like a robot possess people for assassinations, but it's a human being instead, and that yes. again it gets complicated and it gets messy. Yeah. Gets and messy. and that's what it, that's what I like about that um yeah
0: we, we should talk about the scene now like with the when he actually basically does the assassination when they do the assassination how cool dude, that is
1: that's so fucking cool so first of all he go they go to this he whatever he gets his way into this function with his girlfriend to where like all the big shots are all the big wigs and we get to see who her dad is and her who her dad is and her dad is none other than sean bean he, mr fucking, sean bean mr dies and everything he, he got rubbed into this somehow <laughs> uh the but perfect, again he's, like,
0: like the perfect person for this like oh he's getting assassinated of course of course of course,
1: of course and he sells it like he doesn't even i feel like he didn't even have to act you know he's just he's just that guy he's got that like big wig corporate big dick energy um there's this there's a great scene when um the guy shows up at his house and he's drunk and he's just kind of like he's not even scared that this guy's in his house he's just like like, fuck off. You know, like, please. Yeah,
0: please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're back? You're back again? Jesus.
1: Yeah, so be- basically he starts some shit at this function with the dad to kind of s- sow that seed of, like, to make the hit believable of, like, there's animosity between the dad and this uh, the boyfriend character so that the next time that she she, he goes to see him, you know, they're going to kill him, and then it's going to be believable. But... Uh, on the way out, we'll talk about the assassination itself, but of course, on the way out, she can't pull the trigger, and then the scene, or the, the movie just goes on for a bit longer. But, um, yeah, the assassination, where do you want to start?
0: Well, we should talk about how brutal it was, right? Okay. And, sure. like, what she did, what she, what she did it with, right?
1: Yeah, it's weird. Like, this, this character, man, it's just, like, you want to, you see, you know, you see her family, you see her kid a lot, and then you see her stabbing dudes, and, like, so... It's a it's a fire poker, right? So yes, she she knocks him over the head with the fire poker. Whatever, no big deal. Now the one thing, the only thing (laughs) that this is a very graphic scene, but the only thing that gave me solace is that Sean Bean's character was like off his ass, drunk, right? So I was just like, maybe maybe that's like less awful. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't hurt. It it. it only hurt a little bit less. Yeah, Mm. (laughs) or something. Yeah, but it's terrible. It's scary too because prior to him showing up. Sean Bean is talking to his daughter right and -hmm. they're basically talking about how this guy's a piece of shit and you know it's okay you know we make mistakes whatever I'll take care of you so the daughter goes upstairs (laughs) to go to bed or whatever and then the guy shows up and they have a little conversation and so he hits him with the fire poker and then (laughs) he just (laughs) so he does he does he stab him in the? In, does he like poke him in the face a bunch of times before he goes for the mouth? I believe there's like a there's work? like kind of an over
0: the top shot, and it's just the stabbing in the throat, and, and then we start to see more intense like. So he
1: he, he basically. Face. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He basically just like he beats him with it. So yeah, he, he yeah, just, he's,
0: he beats he's him. He, it it is not like it's not like oh, I hit you three times. It's like 15 hits on this guy, just beat the shit out of him.
1: It's it's like Passion of the Christ. So yeah. he 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 beats this guy into submission basically, and he's just like writhing on the ground. And then he goes straight for the mouth with the fire poker. He goes directly in the guy's mouth, and there's a great like. The audio mixing and the blood and everything—you can hear the teeth crunching. Like you
0: see the teeth, you see a oh, you shot see of, too, of, yeah. of the thing hitting his teeth, and then like sort of torquing. Yeah, and he, then you he, see he like basically it. teeth come out of mm-hmm. whatever the the gum is supposed to be, and you get this sound of like gums and teeth crunching. Mm-hmm. It, it is like it is and, wow.
1: <laughs> and so- and so while he's doing that, he's basically like, think about us like squeezing an orange, you know. He's yeah. doing that to this guy's mouth. While that's happening, the fucking daughter comes in the scene and she's just it's it's a great moment of like of acting. It's just kind of like, how would you react in that situation? You know, if you saw that happening to your dad, she's just basically she basically just melts, but then the guy picks up a gun and he just shoots her in the fucking back. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like he it really is like robotic. But I feel like robots wouldn't be this vicious or this. I know. <laughs> like it's very. This character Voss is just so interesting to me. Like, why is <laughs> she so fucking depraved in these assassinations? You know,
0: it's got to be something we don't. Yeah. It's something that we don't really get. And what's interesting too is like the character is is trying to fight certain parts of her humanity still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. So like, it's almost like the person the, this character could go even further. Like this is her kind of holding back, or maybe yeah, this is like maybe. this is some kind of release that like like I don't know maybe the character gets something out of doing this type of violence. Maybe maybe that's
1: the I don't know maybe you know yeah it's interesting. Um so okay so again I'm I'm watching it here. <laughs> he he shoots the, the the girlfriend in the back. He he takes the, the poker out of the mouth. Because it was all the way in, now it's coming out, and it's coming out with all the teeth and all of the wonderful stuff that you, <laughs> you want to see. And then he just kind of stands there for a while, and he looks at this. He looks at, like, the masterpiece that he's created. <laughs> and he goes for the eye, and he, like, lodges this thing into his eye, and, like, scoops the eyeball out of this guy's <laughs> skull. <laughs> it's just fucking wonderful. And I guess this is the uncut part of the film. Yeah. like... It's it it's like part of the it's part of the package, the the violence of this movie, you know? Oh yeah. It's yeah. not like it's not necessary for the story at all, but it's there and it's like on full display and it's really bloody. Um so I just think that's interesting that he decided to do it that way. I don't know if that's because it was a genre thing or that's just how he, you know, like obviously David Cronenberg does a lot of just gratuitous body disfiguration stuff, but like I don't know why he decided to do all the violence in this way, but he did. Cause again, it does, it's not necessary for the story. Like we get it. He kills the guy, but like we, 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 we sit with it for a while.
0: We really do sit with a lot. <clears throat> that scene is, is some of the most brutal shit I've seen mm-hmm. in a while, mm-hmm. especially the shit with the teeth. Yeah. Um, but some great work from the sound
1: people and whoever the sound like, people, like, the, the prosthetics. and Yeah. The prosthetic.
0: Yeah. Like if you look, long enough like you'll be like okay that's fake but like if you're like yeah. you know like yeah. like like they do a very good job of selling it uh yeah. and that's that's the type of there's something about like when it there's when you personalize some like that type of violence <clears throat> you know when it's yeah. not just like the the fucking cartoony
1: um, exactly it's, the, it's, the
0: the the double oh seven oh I shot him and he just fell yeah and died it's like no I shot him with a bullet and the bullet went through and then you know I saw like something come out of the other side it, it, it makes it it makes it feel so much more visceral to like see someone's teeth getting right. get their eyeball getting pulled out of their socket
1: yeah it's not pretty it's not like um it's not like a plot point you know and then he kills him it's like the point of it is to make you kind of see how dehumanizing this this whole thing is. Uh, and I think uh, you know, in that sense, it totally works, and then, of course, after that he goes and he hunts down the the girlfriend and he finishes her off too, yeah, uh, and then he's supposed yep. to and then he's supposed to have his out, sorry, there's like a beam of light on my face, yeah <laughs> uh, he's supposed to go kill himself, and what do you know can't do it, and then the movie goes on for like another i don't know third act, i guess, um for like another thirty minutes or so <laughs> mm-hmm. there's uh there's there's some stuff there's like a there's like another character who is like a He's like the inside man. He's like an inside man. Yeah. Like a double agent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but ultimately we end up at the, the guy ends up having enough control of his own body and figuring out what's going on. And there's a, the, again, the, the psychedelic scenes of like, he's looking in the mirror and he sees her and she, you know, they see each other. They're wearing the masks, all this cool shit. Uh, there's, I believe no, nah, No, nah, it was, Oh, there's no. also
0: like those crazy scenes of like him seeing stuff of her. And then going places that she knows. That's
1: right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's what he's doing. He's basically <laughs> yeah. tr- trying to, like, get revenge, essentially, at this point. Because she's ruined his life, you know, forever by doing these things. And so he's going to pay it forward. And he's going to go find kind of what are what are the things that she, she cares about. And ultimately, he ends up at the family's house with the ex-husband and the son. And this part was very interesting because in the background what's happening is that um, they can't pull her out or whatever of the machine you know they're keeping her in because of this this thing is messing with the kind of how the machine works or whatever so yeah. she has to stay yeah. in and it's like really dangerous to her health because she can't yeah. kill herself she can't yeah. she needs an out basically
0: and like there was a scene earlier where she puked up like a like a fountain of blood
1: <clears throat> yes oh my god that was <laughs> yeah, so funny like, yeah. yeah it was yeah, just like yeah, a huge yeah.
0: amount of blood and so yeah there's no like, like the, the the apparatus is not working properly mm-hmm. -hmm. Uh, And so she's in danger. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah again more like like the amount of blood was just in that scene where she puked up the blood. It was like
1: wow, (laughs) you know it's great. (laughs) That was one of the things. Like when we got to the when he kills Sean Bean, you know, with the teeth and everything. That's when I was just like, I I made the right choice. I came out to the right movie. This satisfies my blood my bloodlust. I went to see uh, I went to see this movie in theaters, (laughs) and there were three other guys in the movie theater. Yeah, they were they were really silent the whole time. But I think they had a really good time because they, they yeah, came out it's, of it. They it's, seem- it's
0: an interesting time. I mean, if you you know, there's just so much in this film. Um, and yeah, if you have if you like if you like these kind of horror stuff, like he gives you a lot of it. You know, he gives
1: you a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And um I maybe mean, maybe I don't want to spoil the the ending if anyone there is cuz this is a new movie so if anybody yeah. out there wants to see it like I I I recommend it. It's a little bit of a slow burn in the kind of the beginning of the second act when we're kind of figuring out, you know, how much she possesses this guy, kind of what her powers are, what his powers are against her. Um but once we get to the killings like we <laughs> you're you're, you're, yeah. you're in it, you know. <laughs> so it's i definitely recommend it in that way it's, <laughs> it's coming out on video or on blu-ray in like two months mm-hmm. or a month uh yeah. so i would i would say check it out uh but the ending of this is it's like a twist ending i think it's uh i mean it is a, a, little, twist ending, a little bit yeah it but is ultimately yeah ultimately you know boss figures out her whole family issues and she's able to commit one way or the other we'll put it that way
0: yeah yeah it, it yeah it's an interesting film. It's, it's uh, solved, for
1: sure. yeah. It's it solved. Her problem is solved for her, basically, by way of her, you know, already being in this position in the first place. Like she did it to herself, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is this is not a fairytale world. Let's just put it that way. Mm-mm. You know, mm-hmm. this ain't some Disney shit. <clears> which is great. Which is what I love. <clears> it. I'm <just> so <clears throat> fucking thrilled that you know we can have this.
0: Uh, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: Brandon Cronenberg. We'll see what he does next. We'll mm-hmm. see if he continues mm-hmm. to do. If he continues yeah. to do like Cronenberg style films to really make that kind of family name a household <laughs> name, literally.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was wondering like so the guy so he's like forty and this is like the second feature film he's made. Is he so, that yeah, old? I,
1: yeah. Well oh, I thought he was in his thirties or something.
0: He was born in nineteen eighty. Uh so yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, 40, uh, it's not old, I would Oh, it's say. not old at
1: all. No, 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 yeah. no. I, I mean, trust me, dude. I'm I'm out here <laughs> slumming it. And then uh, the only thing that's keeping me going is that Ridley Scott didn't direct until he was 40 years old. Or, sorry, yeah. uh, He directed mm. thousands of commercials.
0: Yeah, and yeah, commercials.
1: But uh, whatever, you know, he didn't make a movie until he was 40. So there's hope yeah. for us all. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And I feel like this is like – he had I, – I, I was looking at his IMDb. He had like basically one other – Feature film credit, uh, antiviral in 2012. The rest mm-hmm. have been either short films or video stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like this is, I feel like this is like sort of the beginning
1: of, I think so,
0: where where he's gonna go in his career.
1: <clears yeah, <clears <throat> you know, and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just the, the, it depends, it all depends. The market is so weird right now. It uh, is, yeah. Not necessarily for horror movies, cause like, you know, you'll always get like Amazon just picked up those, like, a pack of, like, five Blumhouse movies or whatever. They, so like, yeah,
0: they did, they did, like, a four-pack. It's like, hey, guys, it's pack, October. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, these movies are gonna, they're gonna continue to get made, but, like, you know, back when, when David Cronenberg was doing it, there was, like, um there was upward mobility, right? Like, he eventually got to make a movie with 20th Century Fox, and he made a couple movies with Fox, actually, and, and stuff like that, and here, it's like, you can probably make Blumhouse movies forever, because, um, you know, The studios are really only interested in two or three different types of movies, Max, but we'll see. I mean, can something can a movie like Possessor uh, in like a more sexed up, budgeted up version get released by a major studio? I don't think so. There's no way that like something like Naked Lunch could be made today. There's no fucking chance that could come out in theaters uh, or I mean, sorry, by a major studio. Like 20th Century Fox put out Naked Lunch, and there's not a fucking I don't believe for a second that a studio would put that out today. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I think that there's there's more stuff that can be out there because of the Amazons and the Netflixes. Mm-hmm.
1: That's exactly Although, I think that's where they'll go.
0: Yeah, again, yesterday I I, I did a review with a uh, friend of the channel Alyssa, and we talked about the the remake of Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I feel like there is there's sort of a Netflix film it's mm-hmm. sort of formulaic and they all feel so. kind of the same like they there's their high production value they get these good actors they get a director who's kind of up and coming uh, yeah. but everything else kind of feels generic it's like yeah it's it's slightly above average but it doesn't do anything yeah it's not offensive mm-hmm. you know it's not a, it's not offensive but it's not like you know there's i don't know there's it's not like this. It's not right. You know, it's not because it's that's not, where i cut. Kind of, where it's yeah, like brutal it. and violent. I like think they, they've had, they've had some interesting horror directors, but I don't know if they've had any really horror films that, that kind I don't of- know. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of if, if the Black Coat's daughter was on Netflix or not. I don't think it was, but that was one that I think was like, but they, they had like the previous uh, film, I think of, of that director. Um. But yeah, mm. I think that they, they kind of, Shy away
1: from certain from from just kind of stuff. unleashing, yeah. Because like <laughs> like I think like you're right. Like uh, they they have to follow the kind of standards or the, like the formula basically. That has to be within certain parameters. Like, and because we, we we talked about some of these films, you know, like Extraction and fucking the Devil the Time and stuff like that. It's just like yes, they're good and they're serviceable and they're sometimes they're great and you know maybe they're doing some technical stuff here and there. But ultimately, it's like kind of like a Hallmark version of some of those things. Like you don't really get to see like a, a fully unleashed director, like doing something like possessor would, would do. So I'm curious. I wonder if Netflix going forward is just going to pick, you know, one or two and just say, like allow them to do this. Like they let Charlie Kaufman make his movie. And I feel like that, that they didn't try to polish that in any way. Like they just let that be what it is.
0: No, I think, I think that they, I think they, they lowered the budget on that though. Um ah. I, I, I feel like that that film felt like the budget was like twenty million, but he probably mm-hmm. would have wanted like forty. Or, because like again, like comparing yeah. that film to something like Snake in New York, which yeah, you can course. tell is is, is a yeah. way bigger scale film. Um, and I, mean, I, just, shit, I, I yeah. don't think they're going to let him do that kind of shit anymore. Unfortunately no. for us, that, that
1: movie was like forty <laughs> minutes of people talking in cars. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. It up. was
0: yeah. <laughs> and that's just like that's super cheap. You know.
1: Yeah. It is what it is. I don't know, we'll see. Uh, it's I wonder I'm just I guess with the point I'm trying to make is that I wonder if films like this are going to be stuck in the mid-tier indie world forever or if there's a chance to like fucking, you know, Cronenberg got to make existence for a big studio. I think it was for Fox. And that's just like Pulsating Buttholes, but it's like an action movie, but it's like got all this weird stuff in it. And I'm just like, you know, like movies like Event Horizon, things like that, things that are just like a little they're studio the movies, but studio
0: just... killed *Event Horizon*. They killed it. Well, of course, they did.
1: <laughs> once they figured out what they had, but like yeah. they were, we were still getting those twenty years ago. Now, I, I don't know. You know,
0: there's we'll definitely like, like the Blumhouseization of of horror is an interesting concept because there's very on once on one side we get Lee Unnel and we get these other very talented people mm-hmm. on the other side, and even uh, what's his name, Jordan Peele. On the other side. Uh, Jason Blum basically his entire purpose in life at this point is to produce cheap horror films. Yeah. That that is it. And and it's yeah. just like it's just how do I how do I um get make, make more for less? How do I make how do I how do I say okay that's a good idea now cap the budget and figure mm. out how to still do it. That's his mm-hmm. entire purpose in life yeah. at this point. And, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. how he exists in the, in the in the studio system because he basically guarantees to Universal I will deliver you guys you give me this amount of money and I get this amount of profit and you guys get, you guys, I'm going to give you a steady stream of like two to $4 million horror films that are all going to make a profit because they're so cheap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But
0: that, but that kills the like, yeah, that kills the 20 million to 30 million to $40 million kind of existentially weird horror film. It's just, it's dead.
1: It does. It does. Because I'm thinking of like, okay, yes, that's, that's happening. And then what happens to those filmmakers? I mean, Lee Wanell is like a special case, but like uh, Jordan Peele got to make, he got to make his 20 to 40 million movie for Universal. Uh, and that's off, but that's just off the back of the socially successful, the zeitgeist of Get Out. Not necessarily, I mean, the film itself is great, but like, it was if it. I feel like if it hadn't got, had that buzz, you know, maybe he would have done another Blumhouse movie before he got his 20, $40 million dollar movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's really in his own category, too, because us he, was also extremely successful. Yeah, so he's he's almost heading he in. Known, the dir-
1: he was a known entity and he
0: was exactly he was a known entity before, before he's that. he's basically yeah. really almost on like a spielbergian kind of path like like he's Mm -hmm. he's the type of guy they're gonna start giving him more power until they see him fail i I, i'd almost probably say like the Shyamalan. i think i think the Shyamalan is probably a good analogy like a person who has had success um and has and like again there's a big movement around people seeing his films they make money us made a lot of money Mm -hmm, (laughs) relative mm -hmm. to its budget and so yeah for him he's gonna like get to do whatever but like Blumhouse—they just recently did like a remake of Black Christmas. Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know if that filmmaker is gonna get to make more stuff. I mean, yeah. the story around that was so funny. that you basically went to this woman and was like, "Hey, can you make Black Christmas?" they were like, "Yeah, I'll I'll do it." Okay, here's the budget, <laughs> and you have three weeks to make the script. And they, that was literally like—that's awesome. And I, I I haven't seen the movie, but the the reactions are very mixed.
1: Oh no! And
0: you know, again, it's like a... they see it as a product, not as like really art you know Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. yeah well they again they have the 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 fucking amorphous four pack on amazon of just you know i'm you know those filmmakers you know you better be happy your movies on amazon that's great but like can you really tell me the the titles of all these four movies or what's different from one or the other like off the top of your head it's just like it doesn't quite get the same uh, level of exposure but who knows the industry works in mysterious ways COVID is fucking everything up so hopefully once it all gets burned to the ground which it already is once we build back up we'll see if there's like something that no one thought of some kind of area of distribution or something that comes up out of this you know that's me being hopeful in that way
0: yeah um until then well we have to we have to take our possessors where we can get them because yeah and i'm and i'm glad
1: we i'm glad we got it um i believe it was the it was the people who put out parasite right it was the same um dis- distributor mm. uh
0: it might be uh let me so. I feel like they they took it over because this was
1: yeah after uh, Neon acquired Neon. the rights after Sundance they it. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so cool. they're and they're the ones who gave it the title too
1: <laughs> whatever like I'm not gonna argue with the people who marketed uh, Parasite right because yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that was a fucking yeah. stroke of genius <laughs> yeah but, yeah they're uh, pretty they're pretty good at their jobs so but I'm glad uh, yeah I'm glad that you know this can still happen and this happened and I like this movie I like Cronenberg movies. Heyo, segue. <laughs> so we're gonna
0: do a top five favorite David Cronenberg, Daddy Cronenberg films. Daddy
1: Cronenberg, just a real yeah. quick and dirty list. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah,
0: what's your number five?
1: Oh, we're we're gonna go right into it, are we? Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh let's see. This is a hard fucking list, dude. Again, this is like I I did the deep dive on him. I watched all of his fucking movies a, a couple years ago and like read about the process and everything. So like they're all in my head and they're all I like them all. But so like to rank them was kind of weird, but I ranked them anyways. Number 5 was Shivers, which is actually okay. his his first movie. And I love this movie because it's it's got that like raw first time filmmaker energy. Mm-hmm. Uh it's made in Canada. It's basically mm-hmm. it's, it's very interesting. So have you seen Shivers? I've seen Shivers. I I want to see like The Brood and the earlier stuff. I love the brood. The brood yeah. is, you know, special. Uh, there's only five spots, but like brood is is a, a special, uh, what's it called? Like honorable, honorable. mention for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, No, but shivers basically. So there's this, uh, it doesn't exist anymore, I think, but there was this hotel basically. It was like these two big giant like buildings, like eight story buildings. Uh, and it was just a hotel and it's on an island by itself, kind of in somewhere in Canada. And the only way onto it is is a bridge basically. And it's just this like, it looks like a commercial like apartment building, but it's just like a giant kind of hotel type of thing. And people go there like uh, for work or, or whatever. Um, or it's like one of their getaways. So he used that. That's just kind of the premise. And then you're thinking as a, as a young burgeoning horror filmmaker, you're like, I got those, you know, commercial buildings. They're only, the only way to get here is a bridge. Oh, I wonder. So it's about basically these parasites, these like leech worm, Honestly, they look like dicks. They're like these dick looking things that like uh, they kind of crawl around and they go in your mouth and you basically it's it's like a virus and it makes you sex crazed. Mm -hmm. And basically, once the the shivers, once they get in you, all you want to do is fuck someone or make out with someone or do something sexual with someone to pass it on usually by mouth or however and there's a lot of really cool stuff like there's a there's a classic it's like one of those classic horror type scenes where there's a woman taking a bath and it's the 70s right everyone's just fucking naked all the time there's this woman (laughs) taking a bath and in the water through the drain uh one of the leech penis monsters comes out and it's like crawling up and she's like spread out in the bathtub and you're like oh my god and it's like got all these like shocking imagery stuff but it's got that like raw energy of just like (laughs) I'm making this horror movie and it's like a weird concept. So basically they're sex zombies. Everybody gets taken over in this hotel and it's weird. And it gets weird because there's children and the children get it too. And there's old people. There's a scene with like an old man and a little girl and they both get it. And you're like, ah, and uh, it's, it's tastefully done. Don't worry. It's not like depraved or anything, but it's just like, it put, you know, it puts you in these situations mentally. And you're just like, this is, this is so fucking weird. Well, It's just like going there. Right it goes and that's what i love yeah it goes there exactly um there's a lot of really cool inventive like um prosthetics and practical effects and stuff like that all the all the shivers all the little worms are like obviously animatronics and things and they make them like vibrate around and stuff (laughs) it's it's really visceral uh, but it's just got that energy of just like going for it and it puts you in these like really interesting scenarios uh, and that's pretty much it. That's I had to put Shivers on the top five because I watched it multiple times. Yeah. I showed it to a friend of mine, and who's like doesn't watch old movies or anything. And it's it's a low budget '70s movie, but like <laughs> it's got some interesting ideas. And my friend really liked it. He thought it was really silly.
0: Yeah, interesting. So, yeah. yeah, he he's got such an interesting career, right? When you think about like what he was doing at first, and then where he is at yeah. the end of it.
1: Yeah, but but like strangely, there's a through line to it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me,
0: my number five um, is going to be a history of violence. Hell yeah! And so yeah, he did some cool stuff with Vigo. You'll you'll see another Vigo film on here. Um, yeah, I really I really like this film. Uh, it's it's definitely like I feel like there's 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 basically sort of two types of things that he's sort of done on a, on a certain level, at least the stuff I've seen. Where there's like the sci fi horror, weird body horror, crazy stuff that messes with your mind, makes you think like what the hell's going on. Uh, and then he sort of did like a dangerous method as your violence and these other kind of films um, that are a bit more dramatic. Um, but again, there's still scenes where there's like some violence that, you get the Cronenberg level of violence. Exactly. He's not. He's not gonna just like do a scene and where someone ca- gets killed and yeah. just be oh they die. It's like no, they they die
1: and yeah, bo- body there's some horror means, Yeah, there are bodies that are being horrifically. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're, you're seeing it. So the body horror
0: ascends all genres, and exactly. this is sort of like a drama. And Vigo's this guy who's got a pass. He's trying to run away from. Uh, and he's got this new family and then there's like William Hurt and some other actors that are playing these gangsters that're uh, trying to Ed catch Harris. Up to him. I believe yeah, is one of
1: them. it's so great in that movie. The great at Harris, Harris.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah he's always he's always something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just thought the acting was great and the story is fun and interesting. and like once Vigo like starts to go off, like it's like fuck yeah
1: dude <laughs> it's like uh it's like you're there you're scratching because i the, the way that they present it is that like it's they're moving to a new place or whatever this guy's got a past or whatever we don't really know if he has a past and then like he 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 kills someone right uh that's like he he does like a good thing he does then, a good deed but and he, then he then does it act of viciously. violence. Yeah, that act of violence kind of like brings in these people, and you're scratching, scratching, scratching at the surface of this guy's past until you know you get to the point where it's just like all out there, all you know. It's it's a great time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that 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 was one I really liked, and again, like Vigo is such an interesting actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he always like again. I feel like these guys, the corner they attract these type of people who act for the sake of acting. Yes. Uh, this guy, Vigo, lives to act and nothing mm-hmm. else. Um, he, he doesn't do a role for money or for fame or for any of this other crap. He's out there to act because he's an artist. That's why he does it. And he likes to, like, go there.
1: <laughs> it's so interesting, <laughs> these guys that are, like, hyper-successful. You know, and they've got these big budget movies and franchises under their belts. Like it's it's a rare type of thing to have like an A lister who will do movies like this, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate the Vigos and the you know McConaughey's and the Robert Pattinsons and all all these people.
0: Yeah, Robert Robert is Robert Pattinson is blazing a trail.
1: <laughs> That's for yeah, sure. well, he's he's um, doing yeah exactly.
0: Yeah, Vigo is the Vigo is also like the consummate anti A lister, I think too. Because- <laughs> yeah. He's the type of guy, like, I remember, like, right after he did The Lord of the Rings, the biggest movie he did after that was, like, this this movie where he's, like, a horse.
1: said Hidalgo, right?
0: Yeah, he did Hidalgo. Dude, I want to get out of Hidalgo. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably did that movie because they're like, "Oh, here's the horse you're gonna work with," and he loved the horse. Basically, I bet you that probably. was half of, half of the reason. I, I uh, think
1: just happened to be a Disney movie, though, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it just
0: happened to be a Disney movie. But like, yeah. he probably like met the guy who trained the horse, and he like loved the he horse. Got
1: really into horses. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, well, he really did. Like, he he said he bought the horse that he worked with on the Lord of the Rings. Said he loved the horse. I love it. Um, yeah, and, and the whole thing, the whole reason that he was even in the Lord of the Rings was a fluke to begin with. hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Sort of a semi-fluke i mean they they had stuart townsend was gonna be uh <laughs> stuart townsend was gonna be was gonna be aragorn and then and then they they shot like you know 10 scenes and then they were like no nah, this guy sucks and <laughs> it's they, a good choice unfortunately basically and then they yeah. they they uh you know they brought in our boy vigo the rest is history but yeah, yeah. Vigo's vigo. i love vigo he's he's a great actor and um he's really great
1: in this too Really great. Love that movie. We'll, we'll talk about it again soon. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All
0: right, cool. So yeah, what's your, what's your uh, number four?
1: Number four. So number five was shivers, which is kind of his first uh, uh, foray in like uh, sex zombies, you know, horror. There's a lot. So the through line for me, for all of his movies is there's the violence, which is just kind of disfiguring the body in any kind of way, shape or form. And then there's the psychosexual stuff. And I feel like the psychosexual stuff is more what he's into. At least later on, he got into it. It's like 60, 40 kind of maybe, maybe even more than that. Uh, And this, this one I think is the perfect in the middle marriage of it. Video drum is number four for me Mm -hmm. is it's, it's a funny concept. If you think about it, they pick up a pirate signal of these snuff films. Right. And, um, I have the the Criterion Blu-ray of this and there's like all of the B-roll that they shot of the snuff film is on there. It's just like 20 minutes of it, of them just shooting that like B-roll. It's horrifying. It's terrifying. Mm. I, I don't want to be in that room of them just like shooting because like she, he's just telling her like to scream constantly and they're like, you know, because they're like whipping them and doing all this crazy shit. Uh, crazy <laughs> that this movie got made. Um, but yeah, it's like, this movie has just got, like, it's got everything I want from the kind of body horror side of Cronenberg. It's got it, and it's, like, very uniquely him. It's, like, not kind of molded in any way. It's not like Mm -hmm. anyone else's screenplay or anything, I don't think, uh, if I remember correctly. It's just, like, the tv is cancer it's like got these really interesting ideas kind of like possessor really if you think about it possessor's got a lot of ideas of like the technology is, you know we are the technology and this and that yeah. um so I, I just i i you know you've we've already reviewed video drum on the channel uh i mean there's a review for it up so like i don't have to talk about it for too long but i really like it i like james woods james woods is like one of my absolute favorite actors of all time i like how everybody just goes for it in this movie debbie harry goes for it um and just the, the fleshy VHS tape is, like, very iconic. Yeah. It's like an image of its time, you know. And ultimately, I like the idea that this guy's got, like, a cancer gun that shoots cancer at people. It's just, like, got yeah. really fucking strange ideas. Um, and, and it's technology and, and humans interfacing, right? Like, that thing with the gun,
0: like, his flesh melds into the gun.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, In the way that, you know, maybe in the way that Brendan Cronenberg's movie, you know, the guy's got the VR goggles on looking at your drapes. He's he is the Facebook (laughs) algorithm. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching you watching you do all your dirty deeds. So like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a classic video drone. But I think that's for me, probably my favorite of his body horror uh, movies, because it's like it hits that like line kind of like perfectly. (laughs) For me, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's a great one. It's a great one for sure. Some very iconic imagery. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so for me, my number four is um, Eastern Promises. So this, I feel like this is probably, uh, yeah, this is this is one of the first films of his that I really saw. I think. Oh, interesting. Actually. Yeah. Cause I, uh, I probably hadn't seen any of his other stuff before when this, came I think out. the
1: first one I saw of his was a history of violence. I, I just rented it on a whim from blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And then I got really turned on to the, again, the violence because you see violence in movies. Like we talked about, like James Bond shoots the guy, he goes, ah, but like that movie in particular is just like about the violence. And yeah. I was just like this, this is an interesting filmmaker. And then yeah. I didn't get around to Eastern promises until later, but, mm-hmm. uh, go go on
0: yeah he's some promises I, I really this is again another uh him and vigo and natalie watts who yeah, i mean Naomi Watts. no Naomi. me yeah Naomi watts mm-hmm. uh who's who's i mean these are some of the greatest she's, actors she's
1: one of those too she's one of those actors who just like will do the thing you know she's a she's yeah. a david lynch gal so
0: yeah 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 um yeah and she's just like i don't there's something about her man that's just like she's so incredibly talented yeah at acting
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, and it just oozes
0: off like the authenticity and the rawness. Like, it's hard mm-hmm. to get something that raw. Um, mm-hmm. And this is another, again, another one of these violent, gory, bloody. There's a scene where Vigo's naked killing people in a freaking sauna. Uh, and it's it's not, again, it's not this. So good. It's not this cutesy 007. Hai-hai-hai! It's brutal, bloody, violent, disturbing, disgusting, mm-hmm. um, horrific um but also again there's this sort of outlying really interesting story and yeah the acting's great and the you know i don't i i just i i, I really like seeing these two work together um i i i'm a fan of a dangerous method as well i like that film i like that and film again that's well, another yeah. the psychosexual like you said like that's mm-hmm. purely like like let's that's, go straight to the source of the, the psychosexual
1: the <laughs> no it's so funny dude when i saw that that movie was in production I and I had seen like Crash and some of his other movies and I was just like "He's just he's just he is out of material he's <laughs> just going straight to the source. Yeah, it's
0: straight to the source. It's like why it's should so I funny. make up some, you know, some weird apparatus and so right, inter, like uh, inter sapphire interplay like no, I'll just go right to the guy. Yeah, who shout, out to, it. Uh, shout out to
1: shout out to Dead Ringers as uh, another one of my honorable mentions, uh, yeah, twin gynecologists. That's all I have to say. Twin gynecologists that's fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he's just attracted to these things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. So again, Easter promises and like these two are kind of like fit for me in this like version of him where he's doing these kind of, it's almost like the, the prestige films with the good actors and all this other stuff. But like he, his take on it is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to show you the brutality of the way these people live. And I'm going to really emphasize how horrific this stuff is this the world can be that they exist in
1: yeah exactly i love it i love it he's um i'll, I'll just talk about my number three right now which is mm-hmm. a history of violence um i put it above the other like the kind of horror stuff uh because i just think he only i th- pretty sure yeah he only did those two movies that are like kind of more traditional crime thrillers or crime dramas i really are they're, they're dramas um but i just think his the way that he Mixing his sensibility of like coming up with all this like bizarre shit, like the human turns into the he didn't come up with it. But like the human turning into the fly or the human turning into the gun or, you know, the human getting the penis monster in his throat and turning into a penis. Like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) like it's some I just mixing that with just like to the traditional crime drama, I think is like really unique. And I think if he gets, you know, if he makes any more movies, I think he should do another one of these because uh, I just love his take on it. I love the brutality and the rawness of it. And History of Violence is one of those movies. It's... Uh, the violence is there. The sex is also there. Like, there's a couple really, really strong sex scenes in that movie, too. It's just, like, really primal, uh, the way that he, he does some of these things. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I don't know. It, History of Violence is, again, the first movie that I saw. And it kind of just... I like how simple the premise is. I really like that a lot. It's a short movie. It's, like, 90 minutes. It's basically, you know... Family moves to a new neighborhood. You don't know anything about them. And then this explosion of violence from this guy, And then all of these fucking all your Walter White types, all your fucking, you know, like uh, Albert Brooks character in Drive and Ron Perlman. Like they just show up and then it's just like, oh, what's going to happen next? Uh, I like that kind of mystery uh, thriller aspect to it. But it's mixed in like with the content itself is like not squeaky clean in any way it's really violent and it's really like and again the sex is like really raw and stuff so i really like that about it um so yeah history of violence number three
0: cool um so yeah so my my number three is gonna be video drone. that's my number three for me and so yeah again these are some things that i watched this year we, we reviewed it on the channel um and I, I feel like this is really right in his wheelhouse because yeah, it's all this exactly. weird technology fusing with people and what does that mean what does that mean for our society i thought it was really
1: interesting yeah i think that's the one that that's just the one where he kind of what he was doing early on in his career he was iterating on kind of the same ideas like the brood again the brood has a lot of things where like there's something connected to the body and it means something else i think that's the one where he kind of perfected it And then everything after that was just kind of exploring other things because after that he did the fly and then he did naked lunch. And then he got into like more literary stuff. I think Videodrome is like the one kind of that perfects his, like his original ideas. So yeah, sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to say that.
0: Mm -hmm. Especially when you consider like, like even I almost feel like thinking about possessor because like what happens in Videodrome, this guy finds a signal, the signal gets into him. The signal has its own ideology and then it uses him as an assassin in this this global battle for supremacy of whatever it is. Yeah. Possessor, it's just yeah. people turn a human into an assassin.
1: That's right? basically the same thing. Yeah, you're right. It's basically the same thing.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just um, and yeah, it's just like all the iconic images of like the television with the face mm-hmm. and he, then he's kissing and then he fucking sticks his head in it um, and that. like <laughs> yeah, the, like the actual video drone when they put that apparatus on him. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like a pre-VR VR thing. And it reminded
1: um, me a little bit of the possessor machine and possessor. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. it felt it felt like it was, you know, it was just same... ripped from the same thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. The he just, he just,
0: he just asked him, hey, can I just use that? That old <laughs> yeah. I know you have it. I know you have that that thing from
1: like let me from just from look the, at your concept art, please. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Let me just let yeah, me, I'll like, use that. Copy your homework, but change it a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and, like, yeah, like you said, like, the pulsating, uh, VH, VHS tape, all that stuff. And, like, you know, what's interesting, too, about the film, so, like, the it, it, it presents, it's so kind of ahead of its time because it presents all this stuff, like, like about, like, the character interfaces everything through technology. Like, the first thing we see in, 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 the, in the scene is, like, he sets his alarm. His alarm is the television. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then his secretary talks to him through the television telling him he has to go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's not even he's not even like like she could just call him on the phone or something or like come to his house she comes to his house later on um and it, the other thing too is interesting like like that film you could tell basically everyone in his life just trying to fuck him uh yeah, the secretary yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 woman he meets who's like this on air um uh oh she's like a she's like an over-the-air like therapist she's like mm. she's like backing people off a ledge by day, yeah, yeah. then by night, she's doing BDSM. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The the creepy lady who's like who's like a porn distributor or whatever. Uh, it's just all this weirdness, you know. It's and such the, a but weird th- but there's, world. Yeah, but there's but there's always sex and there's always some kind of exactly. weird technology involved. Uh, but but anyway, yeah. Like, guess what I'm trying to get at is like it, it has all those themes there that that he really hits on in a, in a lot of his work, mm-hmm. uh, and you know yeah i just think it was ahead of its time in the way that we interface with technology and the the way that you know i i was talking i had talked about this like when i did the review you know there, like when when you see when you think about like i guess thematically what that film could be about is there's there's a person who interfaces with this part of technology that has its own sort of ideology and that ideology drives them to kill people Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. we really see that in our own daily lives like there are people That's who interface funny, yeah. with technology and they just go crazy and, or they, or they get sucked into some weird whirlpool of a yeah. small Facebook uh,
1: groups. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. something.
0: Yeah. And, and they just go off on the deep end. That's Videodrome.
1: Basically. That's really, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, w- I, I was aware of all of these things, but like, thank you for reminding me. Cause yeah, the whole, like the idea that like the signal is hijacking, you know, his, programming basically and what is the signal back then it was the tv and the tv is all over that movie the news reports are all over that movie nowadays you know you can make that movie with you know fucking wi-fi or something you know like uh but it's really like it's of its time, but it's also prescient, and uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. And again, I just think for the – it's the perfect summation the- thematically of, like, all of his early work. Like, everything that he does leading up to that movie, that's, like, the one where, like, all of his original ideas are kind of summed up. And then after that, he, you know, he adapts stuff. He adapts a lot of books, and he kind of makes them his own. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely one of the better ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 think it's it. Yeah, like you said, thematically, it's the work that is his apex, basically.
1: Yeah, I read uh, one of the interviews that I saw with him when I was like doing my deep dive that I really enjoyed was uh, it was like in the I don't I don't think it, if it was for Video Drum I don't remember maybe it would have been from the other movies they the interviewer asked him he was just like why are you attracted to horror because everything he does up to Video Drum is just horror 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 he's like why do you keep making horror movies Do you really like horror movies and he basically says like. I don't set out to write horror movies. I sit in front of the typewriter and I write. And then what comes out is horrific shit. And then I make them horror movies. (laughs) I think he made one racing movie just like for funsies, but like ultimate, like, but it wasn't, uh, you know, that was just something else. But like, I thought that's an interesting thing is just like, you just write whatever comes to you. And like, again, this is just kind of what led up to this point was like all of these different ideas and they're all, you know, they work for horror. So
0: Oh. yeah um it, i i feel like yeah it's a very prescient movie too it's just it, it really like the social media age and video drone feel like companions <laughs>
1: absolutely absolutely and if we're not getting you know if we're not getting snuff films Via our pirate signals, we're getting again the the most intense gonzo fucking porn of all time. So it's like you can you can literally just play, take it from here and put it here, and Mm. it's still works I
0: mean, in terms of snuff snuff film, is like almost I don't know an old concept because now it's like you can go on the internet, you can see people beheaded that stuff. Yeah, Mm. yeah, you can see people beheaded, you can see people getting shot and killed. Yeah. You can see, you can see whatever kind of horrific things you want on the normal internet, let, let alone the before dark web. You,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Before you even take the plunge,
0: <laughs> before you eat the onion, like you can see all kinds of weird stuff. So,
1: yeah, and there's now, you know, anytime, <laughs> anytime, exactly. <laughs> Whenever you feel like it.
0: I mean, and TikTok <laughs> is its own kind of weird, right? That's the, that's like that is still weird, but it's in a different universe of weird
1: oh, oh yeah oh man But it's so it still it's still fucking weird man <laughs> i think i think as a species we're gonna be like haunted and like uh, we're gonna try to make sense of this era that we're in right now for like a hundred years and who knows it's gonna keep going and it's gonna keep advancing and i don't think it's ever gonna stop and eventually we'll be like you know the the borg or some shit when we get the 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 neural installed but like Like people, the way that people have been making movies about, you know, lords and ladies forever. Like, I think we're going to be making movies about the impacts of social media and programming and just media in general forever. Like, it's just something that we're always going to explore because it's just so weird. So weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. So, yeah. So, we're up to number two now, right? Mm
1: -hmm, mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, what's uh, what's your number two film?
1: Ah, my number two film is uh, Post... After so after Videodrome, you know, he does his he does the fly and he does Naked Lunch and he adapts a couple other things. He does Dead Ringers and Butterfly, which I believe is another ad- adaptation as well. And then my number two is Crash, which is another adaptation of a book, but it is done in a Cronenberg way. Uh, Crash is the like if if some of his other movies are like about growth, like, you know, the head exploding or whatever, you know, like yeah. about the, some of the gross Scanners. out body stuff. This is this is awesome all of the sex is in this movie. All of his like psychosexual stuff is worked out in this movie by way of this book. And it's about basically it's really, it's, it's again, it just creates this interesting world. It's about these people who experience car accidents and they can be hurt from it. And like permanently, uh, altered from from them you know their bodies are permanently altered by these car crashes but what it's about is like the sexual energy that these car crashes produce and it's like basically this like sexaholics anonymous of like Mm. all these people who've been in horrific car accidents and they just want to fuck each other (laughs) like it's like such an interesting concept basically and it's about a james spader he's trying to work out he's got problems with his wife right in the bedroom or whatever and he ends up working this out by stumbling upon this club of like damaged physically damaged people who are all like super horned up by by the car accidents and the, the physical trauma that they've been in and again it's just if some of the other movies work out some of the more uh, violent stuff, psychological stuff this just works out all of the sex stuff um, mm-hmm. it's very noir in its execution which is why it's so high up on my list because I love 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 love, love noir um, there's it's really, you know, sexy, obviously. But it's like sexy in a dirty way. It's not sexy, like it's not one of those like um like a lot of nineties had like a lot of in the nineties there were like those skin flicks, the cinema. Oh, like or whatever,
0: like the Titanic uh sex scene where they're like in a car and it's beautiful and it's the first time.
1: Or even, yeah, or even like red shoe diaries or like things like smut, basically, like soft corn that was made for for network TV or whatever, uh, or like for cable back then. It's like it's like really dirty. Cause like all these people are really severe. Like they're mentally damaged as well as they're physically damaged. And they're like doing this to themselves. It is. There's a scene at the end of the movie where uh, they're driving, they're going through a car wash and David Spader is driving and his best friend who he met in this uh, car club, sex car club uh, thing is like fucking his wife in the back seat. And he's like getting turned on by it. And it's just like, it's, it's mentally, it just, it takes you to all these weird places. And I love it. I love that about it. It's just like uh, it's like a psychosexual noir, and it got um, it got an NC-17 when it was first released. And again, this was like 20th Century Fox, dude, that was making these movies. Yeah, this is this. it's wild. So it got an NC-17, and then they pared it down to get it an R. And then um, I think they try to pull like a Scarface, where they like they kept trimming stuff for the sensors. and then like they snuck all the stuff back in at the end when they released the movie, because uh, there's an <laughs> NC-17 cut of it out there uh and it's fucking great like if you're just you got to be in the mood for it obviously but like it's a it's a weird psycho sex noir movie and i really really dig it <laughs> crash
0: yeah that's one i need to see i've heard a lot about it um I, th- I think I, th- I feel like the joke was like uh people say oh yeah i like crash like the good crash the other crash you know the good like, cr-
1: yeah the good one not the <laughs> Yeah, exactly exactly yeah yeah yeah.
0: Not the-, <laughs> not the one from 2005 that everyone was like Why? what what you know
1: <laughs> man and i thought that movie was cool too that was another one of that was another blockbuster rental for me i was just like oh my god it's got all these actors i love matt dylan uh. and <laughs> it's just like what the fuck is this movie <laughs> it's just a
0: mishmash yeah it's yeah, a feel yeah. good it's 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 basically um like that film is is very much so like uh like la la land but it's a different type of that same sure, story
1: sure yeah it's, it's, it's like
0: a- it's, it's, it's la people feeling good about la that's what it really is
1: and it just, like, rips off the format of uh, Traffic, too. It's just, yeah. like, what if, or it's not just Traffic that did this. There's a lot of foreign films. Like, there's, a, uh, I think, uh, Iñárritu's films in the 90s were doing this mm-hmm. as well. Just, like, what if multiple storylines but connected? <laughs> like, wow, amazing. What if racism but, like, connected? Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, that's basically the movie.
1: <laughs> so imagine my surprise when I found out that there's a crash about, like, people in car accidents fucking each other. And I was yeah. like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. And it's great. It's, it's really well done. Like, isn't it's there really, a sex really... scene?
0: Like one woman, like she did, like her leg is gone.
1: Yeah. 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 But that's okay. He's like her,
0: humping right? her leg or something yeah, like her, it's... like the stump. Right.
1: It's like how depraved do human <laughs> beings get? Uh, and yeah. they, they, when their needs aren't met or whatever, like it's just some of the, these are the Cronenbergian questions. And uh, this is one of those movies and it's one of my favorites. Number two.
0: Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, I definitely need to watch that one. Uh, mm-hmm. So my, my number two is The Dead Zone. So this is no a... No
1: shit. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love The Dead Zone. I thought nobody else on the planet had seen The yeah, Dead no, Zone. Yeah, no,
0: The Dead Zone's great. The Dead Zone's great. <laughs> this is, again, one of the best uh, adaptations of any Stephen King stuff. It is, right? It's great. Yeah, yeah it's like absolutely great. Like,
1: about it. Like, I'm not a big fan of Stephen King, but I watched this movie, and I was like, I really dig this movie. Like this, Yeah, is a cool and, story.
0: and this, is, uh, this is one, there's no fairies in it, as you would, you know. <laughs> like the, the maybe of the maybe yeah. that's why i liked it yeah. yeah it's just it's just a guy who like you know uh another thing that stephen king likes is car crashes now after he had that car crash oh right uh so so this guy got into a car accident uh Chris it's christopher walken who again like this dude he had he had this period in like i feel like it was basically from the 70s to when he did king of new york where Mm -hmm. he would just put in these performances that are just unbelievable. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like he's unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: And this is another really solid performance. And he, he, he gains these psychic abilities where he can touch someone and have premonitions about what's going to happen to them. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really interesting. And then he, 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 he gets stuck with this choice. He sees this guy who's played by, um, what's his name? Oh, who's it's the it's it's the Estevez father. Um, uh, Michael Sheen. Martin Sheen. Yeah, Martin Sheen. Martin Martin Sheen was in that. Yeah, Martin Sheen plays this politician who's evil. The politician, yes.
1: Okay, I remember that. It's it's like the the
0: evil version of his West (laughs) World, West, uh, West Wing. Yeah, West Wing, yeah, yeah, character. This is the evil Mm -hmm. Bartlett. Um, And he's like, he's he's going to destroy the world, literally destroy the world. He's going to press the button and and nuke this everyone. such
1: a fun fucking movie. I'm so glad you brought this up because yeah. I like the I kind of forgot about it. The it's really hard to uh it's again from a collecting standpoint, I've also collected all of these movies obviously if I did the deep dive. From a like it, to access it, I feel like it's I don't know, I feel maybe it's easier now, maybe it's on Amazon or whatever, but like I, I remember having a hard time finding this movie. Like I had to like find the rent of the DVD was difficult. There was no Blu-rays of it. Like it's really hard to access. Is it, is it easier to access now? Cause it's a really fun movie and I want more people to see it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know if it's been re-released or anything like that. I don't think. I would it has. hope it has. I would hope it has been, but maybe not. I don't think it has uh, yet. I think it really yeah.
1: needs to be. I think it like Shout, Shout Factory or something needs to pick it up because people need to see this movie. It's a fun. Mm. Fucking I mean, movie. especially
0: in the age of all this, all the Stephen King Stephen stuff. Stephen King. And this is one, one of the good ones. ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 really good. And yeah, and there's so much good about it. The acting's good, and you know, I feel like the ending is really iconic. Like he's he's left with this choice. What do I do? Do I let this guy? Cause then there's this philosophical stuff, right? Like, like earlier we've been talking about Tenet and like how Tenet deals with time travel basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in, in that, what they say, whatever happens happens. Yeah. This is not like that. Like he actually has agency to change things if he intervenes
1: mm-hmm. and he's
0: like, what do I do? What do I do? And that's, that's kind of a, an interesting sort of thought experiment too. It's like, what if you knew that, you know, the next guy who was going to be basically Hitler is sitting next to you on a train yeah uh do you what What do you do do you do you stab them in the throat like do you know, like 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 do the like the possessor stuff just like yeah
1: <laughs> like tanya <laughs>
0: voss yeah just like stab and keep stabbing until until they're dead or do you do you tell do you call the cops do you tell someone
1: you know no, do you try and warn that. people no that's and, the and, that, that's a trope in its own it's like ah oh, you're crazy they'll send you to the loony bin yeah they'll send you to the loony bin and be told monkeys yeah um
0: so <laughs> so he's like i'm gonna kill him and so he um you know in this super iconic scene he tries to shoot the guy and he shoots him and he misses but he saves the world because the guy puts a he pulls up a freaking kid a child as a Mm -hmm. as a shield uh and that destroys his political career but Mm -hmm. our main character Mm -hmm. dies Mm -hmm. so it's this sort of tragic but you know a tragically positive ending. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah, but I, I think it's it's one of the best Stephen King adaptations. It's a great film, um, and they, yeah, there's there's a lot of Cronenbergian stuff
1: in it there too is. with the horror if, elements. If I remember correctly, the horror stuff, yeah. If I remember correctly, this is not one that he was like particularly excited to do. This is just something that like fell in his lap basically. To, and he did it kind of more or less to pay the bills, or r- rather, really to fund Drum, which was the next movie after this one. Um, but it's 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 so it's really well done. It's like and it, it's got its his signatures in there with the horror stuff. It's it's really cool. Yeah,
0: I think this is the one too where a guy commits suicide by putting yes. his like
1: like like his face into a scissor in the in the bathroom. Yeah, I've <laughs> that very, that's... I remember that scene because it's so cool. Yeah, wow, that is. I'd love um, to see the... I'd love to see the Brandon Bird version of
0: that. <laughs> like, you see the scissor going through the guy's head and then he probably would have failed and then he would have yeah. done it, like, thirty times. Again.
1: Yeah, 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 For, like, 45 seconds. Yes, <laughs> And then you,
0: like, slowly see it peeking through the back of his head.
1: <laughs> right with the, like, some fleshy bits just like... Everywhere. <laughs>
0: You see, like brain coming out of his skull, and, and like you see the skull. You see this white thing, the skull cracking
1: open. These uh, these two should get together. Him, Brandon Cronenberg, and Panos Cosmatos should get together and make a movie. <laughs> I was make just a... thinking,
0: like, like who are the best? Who are the best kid directors? Right? Like, mm-hmm. who's like Lucas Scott? Right. Um, Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, yeah, Panos Cosmatos. I feel like there's another one. I, I, that, there's gotta that,
1: be. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Those it's, it's are like the big, my mind.
0: the big kids on the block, yeah. basically.
1: Yeah, like they're just doing weird shit. <laughs> I get, like
0: and and it's funny too because like you know with Lucas Scott, he's another one. He's he's doing exactly the stuff like his dad. Exactly. Uh,
1: yeah. This yeah. the
0: sci-fi, the weird sci-fi stuff, mm-hmm. like the that movie Morgan about the AI mm-hmm. girl who mm-hmm. goes starts killing people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just like following the lead. It's really funny.
1: It's funny if it ain't broke. I mean, if you got that, yeah, why not? Yeah, but, uh, totally. I dig it, man. Dead zone.
0: Yeah, so that's my number two. So uh, what's your number one?
1: My number one was a more or less easy number one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I really like Shivers, and I really like some of the other movies, but I think ultimately, and I really like Crash, but I like Eastern Promises more. <laughs> I fucking love Eastern Promises, and I'll tell you why. Because, again, it's got that dirty dirty, grungy, graphic kind of violence and, like, overtones to it. And it's set in the real world. Like, the real, real world. It's not Mm -hmm. in, like, a fantasy world where, like, you know, the pirate signal is telling you to fucking kill yourself or whatever. It's not set in a world where, you know, there's penis monsters or whatever. And those are all great. It's not set in a world where, like, in this noir kind of, like, the car crash sex people exist. This is just, like, real kind of, like... East Coast, like mobsters, basically. Um This Russian it, mafia. Yeah, and it's played, it's played very straight. Like there's nothing the drama is very raw. Like um, I haven't seen the movie in a while, but like it's again, it's just played really straight. It's not like uh, glossed up in any way, shape, or form. It's just like really dirty, really raw. Uh that scene where he's fighting fucking Vincent Castle in the sauna. So good. It's so dude. good. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, and it just it because again you just sit with it for a while. It's just like this is what two human beings <laughs> stabbing each other over and over again looks like. It's not pretty, you it's, know. Yeah. It's not it's not like James Bond fucking throwing uh, Anya whatever her name is in the sauna around you know playfully. It's just it's really gross and dirty. Um, so yeah, I think we already talked about Eastern Promises*, but I like the I like the again the crime the the gangster angle of it. I like that it takes place in the real world. Uh, but it's still got all of his like yeah, all trademarks, of his, all of his trademarks in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really, really well done. Um, and that's that's my number one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So my my
0: number one is uh, The Fly, his version yeah. of The Fly. OK, uh, I feel like I feel like this is like, you know, if if Drome is like the most thematically him. This one, I think, is the most technically him. Uh, mm-hmm. All the crazy, weird, gross mm-hmm. stuff. Gina Davis giving birth to a larva. Yes. Um like that that is yeah. that is wow. <laughs> like Love it. wow, he really did that and it is yeah, and it's 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 like the type of stuff that would freak you out, right? That yeah. that is beyond scary.
1: And it's awesome too because <laughs> it's a it's a remake of this movie that, you know, even in the 80s, I'm sure a lot of people have hadn't seen, right? And mm. it's like this campy sci-fi stuff, but it's really I think more than any of his movies uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's the one that just like gives you the most. It's 80 or it's like 90 minutes, and like 60 of those minutes or more is pu- it's just the effects. There's yeah. so much going on in this movie. You get so yeah. much. I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Jeff Goldblum crawling on the ceiling, and then yeah. the transformations ripping his face off, ripping there's his jaw. There's yeah. a couple
1: sex scenes in there for good measure. You got to have them. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and the ending is just so crazy like when she just blasts this thing with the mm-hmm. shotgun the fly thing with a shotgun yeah and yeah and like the head exploding and all this stuff um yeah i just i just think that you know um
1: it's had, such a had, perfect fit for him yeah yeah it,
0: it really is had uh what's what was the, the movie um werewolf in london had that come out
1: yet i think it had yeah let me look that up real quick yeah
0: cuz those feel similar in the way that they depict these the horrificness of these transformations.
1: Yeah, 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 that'd been out for a while.
0: Yeah, I was I I this like it's so gross. It is so <laughs> gross. It's really
1: gross. It's really gross. I love that because again, I didn't it didn't make my list because it, it's obviously awesome. It's probably his most it's definitely his most well-known movie. Uh probably like uh, pop culture-wise. But um, mm-hmm. it really is like the tour de force. It's like the after he makes Videodrome, he's just like at the height of his powers with all of these yeah. like weird fleshy effects. And this is the one where he's just like, he gets the perfect story of like man mixed with Because fle- it's always like man mixed with something else. And he's just like man mixed with insect. And he's just like, he loves Kafka. He's really huge into Kafka, this guy. So he just like fucking goes for it. Um, but like Other than that, you know, there's, like, not a whole lot of commentary or, like, a lot of ideas to it. It's just, like, it's just the effects, and the effects are so good in this movie. Yeah, the effects
0: are so good, and it, yeah, like I said, it is gross, Uh, but that's why you watch a David Cronenberg film. You're going to get some Mm -hmm. gross body horror and some real, and, and, like, gross, you know gross people having sex too
1: (laughs) yes i love that i love that so much (laughs) maybe maybe now you can start to like maybe in retrospect you can peel back the layers to see why i was so excited to talk about possessor and why i went to a theater
0: (laughs) to go see it
1: (laughs) because i love this shit
0: so much (laughs)
1: yeah it's like right in the wheelhouse
0: and it's it's right in the cronenberg wheelhouse that Mm. uh
1: I just, I just love when you know a filmmaker is able to go for these things and is not sanitizing them in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and and the, their point is not to sanitize it specifically. Yeah, uh, I like that, and I like when there's you know one or two pops up every generation where like they are a they're successful enough and they get money, and again they get 20th Century Fox to make both The Fly, which is disgusting, and Crash, which is NC-17 psycho sex. So like. It's cool. <laughs> I, I I love it. Yeah. Um. Well,
0: yeah. That was a good retrospective, especially when you see like all these films and, like you said, you know, it where's context, where's the yeah you know, where's the place gonna be for these type of films going forward? That's um, what
1: I'm wondering. Yeah. Yeah. The whole landscape was, is changing. It's very different because you know, I mean, we could talk about it all day. And there's like the numbers of how many films the studio used to put out like per year versus how many they're putting out now. And it's because they had this like mid tier slate of just the weirdos or like they had their auteurs or whatever that they would support and every studio kind of had one um not so much anymore and netflix gets a lot of those auteurs but again netflix has a very particular kind of parameters for like they got the guy uh i forget his name john lee hancock or some shit the guy who made uh the blind side or whatever they got him to make the Bonnie and Clyde uh, movie, but from the cop's perspective, and it's going to be like, oh, man, shit, they got a big filmmaker, and they're going to do Bonnie and Clyde again. Awesome. It's it's the hallmark version of Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde. It's great. Technically great. I can't fault any single thing about it, but, like, it's just very sanitized in that way, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it's for I mean- a mass audience. Especially the like the
0: Bonnie and Clyde story, like that first film that came out was like super violent, and
1: that was right. And that was again, mm-hmm. that was a filmmaker just fucking going for it. And I just like those stories mm-hmm. of when they get to enough success to where they can do that on that scale.
0: That was Arthur Penn, right? Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 like the ending is like it's fucking brutal. Like people, people had re- not really in '67 seen that no. level of like. Not only were are just going to kill these people, we we're going to. Blow them off the face of the earth, and you're going to see it. Exactly, you're going yeah. to see the protagonists uh, basically get their head shot off.
1: And it's kind of responsible for uh, all the stuff that I like because after that, you know, Sam Peckinpah is like, "Oh, I can, I can do this too." And then he made The Wild Bunch, and which is. Thirty minutes of people yeah. getting fucking shredded by you know machine guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, after like after like a ten minute buildup where they go they go to like a a bar and they drink and they have sex with some hookers and it's like, you ready? I'm ready.
1: They go and they. It's amazing. Why do I like this stuff? I don't know. I think is a good filter because he puts all these things in his movies but then it makes me think of like why do I like this stuff and Brandon Cronenberg's taking it a step further even he's just he is, like yeah. you like this stuff and then I'll show you the poker going in and out <laughs> yeah totally totally yeah, um,
0: yeah I don't know I, I feel like the mid-range film is in a lot of danger cause like again the, the fact I that Fox so. is gone Fox was it Fox Searchlight I saw this crazy thing it was like Fox Searchlight was responsible for like 40% of uh, best picture winners between like, like 2000 and something, like basically like a 20 day, de- like a 20 year period. It's responsible wow. for like half. Yeah. And like, and nominations, it was like even, even more. And so it's like, that's gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. Been consumed yeah, yeah. By, it's been consumed by, um, by Disney. What's going to come out afterward? Who knows? No idea.
1: Disney has already like they've ex- been very specific about it. They said, "Fuck your back catalog," and they said, uh, "What is it, Alien?" Or, Alien they're kind of iffy about, but they said for sure, Predator, Robocop, etc. You know, Die Hard. Fuck off with that shit. Like we don't care. Yeah, did you see that Die Hard? There was like a commercial or something. I did. I hate everything about it, but yeah, I did see it. <laughs> it's just, it's. I mean, it's just marketing. It's, it's good marketing, but like the it's uh, i i hate it because it's just like yeah they just got bruce willis to do it and once they got bruce willis they're like Die Hard's back Die Hard's back and you know just to make all this fake hype but who knows maybe something will come up out of it yeah
0: i i'm i'm very curious what they're gonna do with all those properties because especially like
1: you know what's what's terminator is another what? one i think terminator, yeah they said fuck yeah. it well, Terminator, Terminator, you gotta—I don't know. Well, Terminator killed character. itself, but whatever. Yeah, Terminator you know. killed itself,
0: but with, Twice. with like three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to like Predator, especially like Predator with Alien, you know, Ridley Scott, he's 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 been doing some stuff that's kind of been PG thirteen. But my fear is that they're gonna they're gonna water a lot of the stuff down. And give us
1: I junk. think if if Ridley Scott dies before another Alien is made, I don't think we're gonna see another Alien ever. Again, like I just don't think they're interested in that. Unless you know they do the PG thirteen version later down the line, and they'll do in you know in honor of Ridley Scott, like when they when they will when they will re-release the Star Wars movies when George Lucas dies. You know, like they're gonna be scummy about it. I have no doubts. (laughs) Yeah, but that's
0: uh, what I'm. That's I almost feel like that would be worse. Is is to like get some you know get some person. Some random, some get, get Kenneth Branagh to do a PG thirteen Alien movie. Like that's that's what I'm afraid yeah, they'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's like and the kind of shit that they would
1: do. A hundred percent, you're absolutely correct. Because there's a, the thing with Alien is that there's a lot. There was a lot of moving plates as of recently. Like Neil Blomkamp was going to make Alien Five, and then that fell through. And then because Ridley Scott got to make Alien Covenant, and then he's like, I have one more that I want to make, but now it's just like Disney owns it. So like. That's why it's kind of up in the air, but I feel like maybe they're still honoring that plan because they do have Ridley Scott, and he's like, you know, he's Ridley Scott. There's, there's only one of him. But Mm -hmm. I feel like if he were to not do it or pass away or whatever, like they have no reason to really make another Alien movie, unless they do the thing. They do the Kenneth Branagh fucking the Disney live action remake of the live action Alien. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, they just they just do some kind of spin off or weird thing
1: that's PG thirteen. Worst they could do is do a different take on it, like you know alien in the now or something i don't know something stupid like predator 2 concrete jungle neat idea but like i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I i've heard a lot of people that like that movie um, i like it i don't hate it but just like yeah i mean definitely danny glover
0: fighting a fucking predator. <laughs> yeah. like that's that's something man
1: it's pretty sweet and uh, yeah and uh, fucking gary Busey. it's pretty sweet yeah it's pretty sweet
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. All right, well, we should probably wrap up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. So that's our review for Possessor and our top five of Mr. David Cronenberg. Yeah,
1: our kind of so- a Cronen- Cronenberg deep, uh, deep, deep war. Dive. Deep dive, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so I think next week we're going to do Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. Another Ooh. another great horror director.
1: Uh, Pan's and- Labyrinth is... And another filmmaker that I did the deep dive on, so I'll have the... Con- like I have all yeah, the context for that in my head. You can talk uh,
0: talk... <laughs> about the what three hours of content about blade two we can talk I'm about in. how they
1: made blade two dude it's 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 expensive man <laughs> it's just like every almost every single shot every take of that is, is available it's cool yeah
0: <laughs> that's exciting i kind of yeah. watched that that was like the first blade movie i really watched and i i was mm. like well how old was i at the time uh, 14? 14. 14-year-old <laughs> 14 kid watching that movie! Sick. I'm like, I Sick. love that movie!
1: <laughs> I, I that's a 14-year-old would fucking love that movie. <laughs> that's-
0: that's it's for. Especially, like, at the end, like, he's fighting all these dudes and he does a freaking um, like, like, he does a suplex or whatever, he suplexes this guy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's I just like, it. wow, this is- this is exciting. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So yeah, next week that uh, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about that. Um we'll talk about Fair, fans laugh.
1: Fairies that I love. <laughs> fairies done my way, which is, you know, the realistic, fucked up, depraved way. Again, Rumpel still skin eight kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, these are some very dark fairy tales that he gets us into. Yeah, to. yeah.
1: And yeah, it's yeah. not
0: cute nice oh hello and no it's i kill you i trick you (laughs) i kill you (laughs) i trick you i eat you and um i sacrifice
1: you (laughs) it's great bring on the the rituals
0: (laughs) yeah all right so that'll be for next week and uh then after that i think we'll we'll have to i think after that we're gonna have to go back to the lists we're gonna have to do okay because the year's ending we have to do our top 100 of all time lists and get started on it. Yeah, we're doing it. We got to do it, man.
1: (laughs) But there's so many movies I haven't seen.
0: We got to do it, man. Shit. I feel like every list is just, it's just um, a reflection of its time and lists change over time. Change is good.
1: You asked me in a year, the Cronenberg (laughs) list is going to be shuffled for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Change
0: is good. I believe change is good. And when it comes to lists, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I think that'll be our next thing. We'll do it in blocks. We'll do like Mm -hmm. a 20, we'll do like a 10 film block.
1: That's cool. Um, Wow. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. So, yeah, that's what you guys got to look forward to from us. And uh, until then, uh, catch you later. Take care. Yes. See you.